Do mediums really see dead people? Can our solar system determine a person's luck? Can Satanism be feminist? On Beyond Belief, a new podcast from Wonder Media Network, host Jericho Mandiber offers spiritually curious listeners a safe space to question and to consider the ideas, theories, and practices of some of the world's leading non-traditional spiritual thinkers. Jericho takes listeners on a journey to learn what society's weirdos believe, and we discover maybe they're not so weird after all. Featuring topics like satanic feminism and dolphin communication, Beyond Belief gives listeners an opportunity to suspend skepticism and embrace the spiritual. Listen to Beyond Belief on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. I think what gymnastics taught me was that everything ends. It doesn't matter how much you love it, how much you hold on to it. Everything ends. Everything has its time and everything has its lesson. This might not be the most comfortable time of my life, but what can I learn from here that's going to take me into the next season? Welcome to Can We All Come Out Now? A podcast about emerging into new realities. I'm Eliza Lambert, head of production at Pod People. It's been more than three months of face masks, social distancing, and, for a lot of us, working from home. As stay-at-home orders lift, figuring out how to rejoin the world isn't going to be easy. And this week, we are switching it up a little bit. This time, instead of hearing from someone about reintegration, we're talking about straight-up integration. It's a little different, but the problem is similar to facing a pandemic and what happens next. How do you enter a world full of new challenges that you've never faced before? My name is Deandra Stoddard, and I used to be a gymnast. From the time she could toddle, Deandra Stoddard wanted to tumble. I started gymnastics at or about the age of three. Uh, my mom said that I was uh, flipping over the couch, so she put me in gymnastics so I could stop ruining her furniture. I started competing at the age of seven. Gymnastics is a tough sport. I mean, it's super competitive. You start really young and you're in the gym four to eight hours a day after school or you homeschool so that you can train all of those hours. That's a lot of work for a little kid. But for Deandra, it paid off big time. When it came time for college, she got a full ride to the University of Alabama which has one of the best college women's gymnastics teams anywhere. While she was there, she not only won a national championship in an individual event, but she also helped her team win another four. We sold out almost every meet, so it was just an amazing, amazing feeling. Now it's time for the greatest rivalry in women's gymnastics, Alabama versus Georgia. I think one of my favorite moments was... I did this vault against Georgia. Andrew Milliner now. This was during a season meet in 2014 against the University of Georgia's gymnastics team. Vault was my absolute favorite event. Me and one of my teammates would joke that the vault was our boyfriend and that we just shared him. You run down about an 80-foot runway. Uh, you round off or jump onto the springboard. You hit the vault table. 
and then you do a flip in the air and land. Deandra did vaults all the time, but this one was different. Just that moment of my hands hitting the vault, knowing that it was going to be a perfect vault. I didn't get a 10 on it, but I look back on it now, and in my mind, it was the best vault I have ever done. And just that feeling once I landed and all my teammates running down the runway to hug me and high-five me was absolutely one of the best feelings, hands down, I've ever felt. And honestly, it I get kind of choked up even thinking about it still. Alabama gets the win, a heartbreaker for Georgia. It felt like everything I had ever done in the gym, outside of the gym, you know, how I ate, how I trained, all just led to that moment of me doing the most perfect vault I felt of my career. All of that had paid off and it paid off in the right moment. You know, being on the competition floor at Alabama, we competed in an arena that sat 15,000 people. I would, you know, give anything to go back and do that again. A lot of work goes into getting those perfect moments. Here's a typical day in Deandra's world, back when she was a college athlete. Typically, we would wake up around 6, 7 a.m. It depends on if we have workout or if we just had class that morning. Uh, We would get our classes in in the morning, be done around noon, get to practice around 1. Practice would be, you know, three three to four hours a day. We'd stretch, you know, for... 30, 40 minutes, um, then we'd get into it. We'd usually have like an assignment for each event. After that, we would condition, which depending on the day, it could be tempo runs, uh, stairs, maybe a little bit of weightlifting or just some like functional, like body weight training. Get done with practice. We'd have massages sometimes. Uh, get in the cold tub, and then we'd either have class at the end of the day. Uh, Sometimes you had night classes, but then sometimes you would just go and have dinner with your teammates and then go to bed and do it all again the next day. That sounds unbelievably hard. But for Deandra, the really hard part was knowing that one day soon, it was all going to end. If you need a dose of creative inspiration, I recommend listening to Social Distance Assistance. It's a podcast about how we can help each other when we can't be near each other. Hosted by Kelly Jones and her eight-year-old daughter, June. They talk to helpers from all over. At drive-in church services, in front of sewing desks, and on the other side of validating text messages. To subscribe, search for Social Distance Assistance in your podcast player of choice. Welcome back to Can We All Come Out Now? From the time she was three, Deandra Stoddard ate, slept, and breathed gymnastics. It was her entire world. But she knew it wasn't going to last. 
Gymnasts usually peak around 16. That's why you see such young girls in the Olympics. And then by the time you get to college, you're kind of like a grandma. By about 22, they kind of kick you out, (laughs) even if you're not ready, which I was not ready to go. I definitely knew the end was coming, um, but I I I think I tried to not think about it. I didn't really have a plan B. Uh, I would have continue competing for for years until my body gave up if they would have let me. When the end did come, it was just as difficult as Deandra had feared. She was done competing, but as a senior, she had to stay at school for one more semester before she could graduate. In a way, it was a bit like being on a coronavirus lockdown. She had exited her old world, the one where she knew what to expect, and where she was surrounded by her community every day. And she didn't know yet what her new life would look like, when a path would appear, or even what she would do until it did. I was kind of holed up in my apartment, and all my friends were on the team or had left, so that was really tough for me to uh, cope with. I was still living with one of my teammates, which made it really hard to see her get to go off every day and go to practice while I sat at home. I missed messing around in the gym, all the inside jokes and the jokes we'd have in the locker room. Not knowing what I was really interested outside of the sport, not knowing how to work out without my teammates around, not knowing what how to even schedule my day because at that point I had one more semester of school but I only had two classes. So I was going to class Tuesday and Thursday and I didn't know what to do with the rest of my time when all I wanted to do was be in the gym practicing my skills. I felt like I was losing a huge part of myself, almost, I mean, almost myself. I had placed my identity in gymnastics and I had done it for so long that I didn't really know myself as anything else. I didn't know what to call myself at that point. I was a gymnast. Like when I was younger, my mom tried to get me into other sports and I told her, no, I don't want to do those sports. I'm a gymnast. After a few warranted months of moping, Deandra did finally figure out what her new world would look like. And it was pretty awesome. She decided she would be a stunt woman for movies. I happened to open Facebook and see that somebody had posted some stunt promo for, I think it was Ninja Turtles. And this girl who had been a gymnast at Utah was doubling Megan Fox. And literally in that moment, I was like, that's it. That's what I'm going to do after college. This looked like something that all of my gymnastics skills could transfer over into. But of course, it's one thing to discover a new world and another to integrate yourself into it. I was in limbo of, I didn't really know who I was. Uh, I wasn't a gymnast anymore, but I was around gymnasts all day coaching them. I definitely wasn't a stunt person yet. I I had to start all over and it was humbling myself and realizing, you know, I was good at gymnastics, but I've never spent time trying to be good at anything else. I really, really had to take a good look at myself and say, I'm starting from square one. Yeah, I have the advantage of 
having been a gymnast, but there are so many things I don't know how to do now. Learning that I needed to step out of my comfort zone and not care if I looked stupid trying to learn a punch. I met this guy who he was teaching a Filipino martial arts class. And I showed up one day, I heard about it, word of mouth. So I just showed up. There were several times where I would try to do a kick and my bottom foot would come out from underneath me and I'd land on the ground. And I'm like, everybody probably thinks that I'm like literally the worst. I had to talk myself into going every single time because I was like, I'm so bad at this. And my self-consciousness and my shyness were trying to hold me back. But I was like, no, I, this is what I want to do. And this is, this is the opportunity that's been laid out in front of me. So I need to come out of my comfort zone. During this time, Deandra didn't just push herself to learn new skills and self-perceptions. She also pushed herself to analyze why leaving her old world, the world of gymnastics, had been so hard. The best way to learn a lesson that God's trying to teach you is going through trials with joy and looking at them as if, you know, there's something I'm learning here. This might not be the most comfortable time of my life, but what can I learn from here that's going to take me into the next season? A big thing I learned during that time also was that you can't really wrap your identity up in something that you do because the things you do, careers, sports, they always end. I think what gymnastics taught me was that everything ends. It doesn't matter how much you love it, how much you hold on to it. Everything ends. Everything has its time and everything has its lesson that you just have to take that and move forward from there and, you know, cherish those things. But you got to let them go. You can't wrap yourself up in fickle things that can end in a moment. Anything could happen to any of us that could change our lives, you know, in a split second like, like this pandemic. And I think it's just important not to define yourself by those things because it can leave you in a really tough place. I believe in God and He's eternal. That's the only thing that I can wrap my identity in because that's something that's never going to let me down. That's just, you know, my personal philosophy. In the past few years, Deandra has made some major strides in her new career. She's been in movies like Spider-Man Homecoming, Avengers Infinity War, and Avengers Endgame. She's gotten to work with people like Robert Downey Jr. and Octavia Spencer. But of course, the pandemic has put all her cinematic stunting on hold. Deandra is living between worlds once more, just like the rest of us. But this time, she's ready. Work is non-existent right now, you know, with social distancing. I definitely miss, you know, performing and dressing up and the days where you look at yourself and you're like, how ridiculous is this that I get to do this as my career? I get to play pretend. Uh, So I definitely miss that. What prepared me from leaving gymnastics to entering quarantine was just that I didn't wrap my identity in stunts like I did with gymnastics because I knew how that felt and I knew what that looked like and I knew how detrimental that could have been. I think the similarities of leaving a sport and everybody having to go into quarantine is that, you know, you are getting ripped out of your comfort zone. You're departing from something that you do daily, the life that you've gotten comfortable with, going to work, 
hopefully enjoying what you do. And then now you're being forced into a new role and having to live life a different way. You know, if it was that you were in a job that you didn't enjoy, maybe this was your time to kind of recreate yourself and figure out what you will love to do for the rest of your life. Thanks for listening to Can We All Come Out Now? Subscribe for more Been There, Survived That content, ready-made for your post-quarantine world. Share it with someone who might need to hear that it is going to be okay. This show is a Pod People original by Eliza Lambert, Ann Ford, and Tony Gannon. Marketing support from Jeff Umbro and Ann Foos. And of course, we couldn't do this without Rachel King. Get in touch at podpeople.com. Pod people would love to hear your story. And we'd love to help you share it, podcast style. Join us next week when we hear from an Iraqi artist who signed up to be literally hunted for a month. Hey, it's Eliza from Pod People. I want to tell you about a new podcast from my friends at Colorado Public Radio that I think you'll love. Back from Broken is about the highest highs, the darkest moments, and what it takes to make a comeback. You'll meet guests who dealt with substance abuse, PTSD, gambling addiction, and hear how they turn their life around. Some guests are famous. Others just have these stories that are raw and funny and actually really hopeful. Listeners on Apple Podcasts call it powerful, gutsy, and relatable. Find Back From Broken on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen.